Hello folks, welcome to the Answers May Vary podcast. My name is Kristen Miller, and today with me in the studio are Brad Nisley, Derek Schmucker, and Brandon Miller. Thanks for joining us again. Today's episode will be quite a bit shorter and structured a little differently because all of our uh, schedules in July were pretty full and we didn't have time to do a full-length podcast. So we're going to do something short, and because we're recording it right after a wedding that we all attended, we're going to do some discussion about weddings in general. This is also a bit of a nod to our beginnings in podcasting, which happened as a result of talking about weddings as a group of friends. So we uh, discussed a few questions that we'd like to talk about, but there's no really formal format to this. We're just going to launch. So uh, no, no different segments or anything. No. Like that. Just yeah. Running through it. So, Brand, did you do you have a starter question for us? Sure. Let me pull up my starter question starter pack. <laughs> um, so I'm curious to say, like, I've thought about before that it seems kind of weird that we actually put on our own weddings because it's kind of like this is a day to celebrate us and our marriage, and then you also had to put it on. So it seems like it'd almost be more fun maybe if it just be not a surprise, obviously not a surprise party, <laughs> but just like a party that your friends would like throw for you. Huh. So I'm like curious what you guys think about that idea. Like, would you want to be able to plan out like all the details of your wedding yourself or would you enjoy having a wedding that your friends put on? So only one of us has gotten married is Brad. That's me. Yes. Yeah. So He's the pro apparently <laughs> did you, do you have a, a, like a, an opinion for us from having gone through that process? Um, no, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think it through if partly it's hard for me to even think about because it's just not the way we do it. Uh-huh. I was trying to think how would this look? Um, yeah, it, it's hard for me to kind of wrap my mind around like, so does it just depend on my friends to make it happen? And if I don't have good friends and I don't, I don't get a party or, you know, how does this, how does yeah. this look yeah. in some ways the couple does get it thrown for them. Because of the families, yeah, uh-huh. but right. they are heavily involved in, in how it looks and whatever. So, mm-hmm. it's I kind of see what you're saying. Um, I think right. yeah. One one of the thing in relation to that is, I think of weddings as a little bit of a way to say, you guys have been a part of our lives. If I was theoretic, if I was uh, hypothetically getting married, which I'm not, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's a way to say you guys have been a part of our lives. Thank you. Uh, we want to honor you as a to as being a guest of our wedding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a way to say thank you for being a part of our lives up to this point mm-hmm. i think that's true i i just kind of am intrigued with the idea of maybe even getting a couple of your closest friends i don't know how like finance would work because obviously you wouldn't really want to just put on your friends like hey like <laughs> pay for a party for me like i don't know yeah. I'm curious, like i don't even know how that works now because i've never gotten married so i don't know like do the bride and groom pay most of it do the parents pay pretty much all of it i'm assuming it's probably some of both i don't really know i think but it's handled different ways different ways for different people um but it would be kind of interesting to just say like a couple of your close friends these are a couple of things we'd like you know just do what you will and if they're willing to to have them throw you a wedding, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a little bit, you could look at it a couple of different ways. Like birthdays, people give you gifts like to celebrate you. But then if you don't really have many friends or they're not the gift giving types, then you kind of miss out. Yeah. Um, or like if you're going to have someone throw, like plan a wedding for you, you could just have them plan the marriage for you. I mean, there's cultures <laughs> where that is very yeah, common true. that it's an arranged marriage. So, But that's interesting. Like you almost never plan your own birthday party. Maybe people do. I never have. 
Like, I, yeah, not not in the U.S., but like some cultures, you on your birthday you buy gifts for other people. Oh, mm-hmm. not not all cultures, but there are hmm. places that that's the and, norm. And I have heard of people who say, "Well, hey, it's my birthday. I want to have some people over." And they invite people mm-hmm. and have a party, and it's yeah. it's planned yeah. by them, and that's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah. I think I think I like a lot what you said, Red. That it, in a lot of ways, even though the couple plans it primarily or is very involved in that, it is put on by other people. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a community effort to pull something like exactly. that off, unless you're gonna like just hire it all out and spend a boatload of money, which is possible. Mm-hmm. Which brings but, up which brings up the question: Is it? Do you guys think it's an honor to help with a wedding? Like I know mm-hmm. some people. Like, usually it's kind of considered an honor to be asked to, like, have a role at a wedding. But there's some people who would be like, I'd rather just sit there and chill and have to stand in the sun car parking or whatever. You know, like, what what's your take on that? I think it depends on your age. Um, oh, interesting. And this partly goes to the culture that we grew up in. But at 16, our young people join the youth group. And that is kind of when you um, start to get asked to to help with weddings. Um, usually at 16, it's some sort of lowly job like car parker or that type of thing. Um, anyway. Um, but I remember from 16 to 20 that thinking that it was an honor. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, I should say this. I think I always think it's an honor to get asked mm-hmm. to help at a wedding. Um, but it was kind of a highlight for me once I hit that age to, to help at weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then as I got some older, then it felt like more work and maybe it would be nicer just to sit back mm-hmm. and not, not do the work. So, um, that's why I say that what I did about depends what age you are, or your uh-huh. perspective maybe. And I think mm-hmm. as you, yeah, as you get older, you probably have positions that have more responsibility or stress to them. Like if you're the ceremony coordinator or the reception coordinator, mm-hmm. or if you need to preach the sermon or mm-hmm. need to cook or like whatever, there's, Things that maybe take a little more effort than showing up and directing traffic. But that's right. Yeah, that's fair. Now we're picking all the car parkers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they do good work. Yeah, they do. We in need the hot you. sun like today. Uh, yeah, I, we, we all appreciate it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I've got a question that, that intrigues me, and I haven't thought a lot about it. But um, like, so a lot of the weddings I go to are within um, the culture that I'm used to, kind of the conservative Anabaptist culture and so a lot of they look a lot the same and i was wondering if we could talk briefly about like what what are some of the stereotypes of people that you find at those kinds of weddings and like you always find the like there's always one of these people at every wedding because i think you get that when you start having events like that that are a lot the same you start having those kinds of things show up and i think it'd be fun to talk about (laughs) <laughs> I definitely agree with you that there are some some patterns there. The question hmm. is, who wants to actually bring up these things? <laughs> who wants and to be honest, <laughs> yeah, hmm. exactly. I feel like there's usually like a redneck section of the wedding, like maybe not full blown, but maybe <laughs> maybe Bart's holding down that section. No, there's that person. <laughs> not usually. There, there's always that person. Well, you just that try shows not to up. stereotype people within the studio, but okay. That's <laughs> It hey. seems like there's always that one dude that shows up looking like, like either underdressed or just like he kind of showed up in his work clothes type oh. of situation. I don't know. 
Bart was looking really good today. No, I'm not saying Derek was like doing <laughs> okay. that today. I'm just saying that like it seems like there's usually like one one of those. Somewhere. I did I did show up in my work clothes to the uh, the uh, rehearsal the other <laughs> uh, well last night I guess. So uh-huh. that was um, interesting. Felt a little out of place, but they didn't seem to mind. So <laughs> yeah, we got her done. Good. Come yeah. as you are. I think there's there's always some like. Well, okay, no, sorry. Going back to your back to your uh, stereotype, I was wondering, do you think that is unique to the Midwestern culture that we're in, or do you think that's just like, have you been to like weddings out of state where there's always that kind of like redneck or hillbilly or rough and tumble section or person? Hmm. I don't know because if I'm gonna travel to your wedding, you better be pretty important. So I haven't <laughs> been to a ton. I've been to a couple, but not very many out of state weddings <laughs> okay. actually. Maybe Brad has some. I think you've been think. more out of state weddings. Um, I think that typically that there are some people that fit that category. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't really matter where you're at. Um, it might not be quite as prevalent in other places. I'm not sure about uh-huh. that. Never really analyzed it. Uh-huh. This is something that I thought of that usually, so it's, it's kind of tradition for there to be an open mic at the reception where anybody can get up and, mm-hmm. and say what they want to say about the couple. And it varies. People do handle that different ways and some people don't have it at all, but often it seems like there's somebody who doesn't quite like goes a little too long like doesn't quite <laughs> doesn't quite only get one the, of them get the memo well sometimes <laughs> it's multiple people but doesn't quite get the memo that they should just kind of wrap it up and shut it down because <laughs> it's been long enough uh, yeah i agree i was definitely thinking of that stereotype just to this is a little scary because i'm going to talk about today's wedding oh, okay and That's... i know it's people that our audience know. And so I want to be really careful here, but actually what I'm about to say, I don't think will be a problem because I thought today's open mic was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Now I did, it was long, but the reason it was fine to be long was because the stuff people were saying Mm -hmm. was good and it felt, felt appropriate to say, and it wasn't, wasn't the rambling uncle. If I can say that just kept going and going something totally unrelated mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. It, it was it, yeah it felt pertinent more just a lot of people wanted to say yeah, something right. and I, yeah. I appreciate that which speaks to the to the couple I mean, can we do it like to, a yeah. quick like a quick uh break and talk about open mic etiquette like what can we dive into that a little bit what makes a good open mic what makes a bad one i feel like something that maybe this is just me but if i'm at an open mic you better make me laugh or make me cry or else it's not really <laughs> worth my time like by oh, and large, I mean, that's not entirely true. But I either want it, like something sentimental that like mm-hmm. you can tell it means a lot to them, or else I mean maybe not like actually make you cry. But either something that's interesting because you can tell it's really important to the people involved, or else something that's like funny to the rest of us. Because mm-hmm. anything that gets outside of that, you're basically just listening to someone talking, which might be interesting. But you already sat through the service and everything, and you're probably kind of starting to think towards the end of the wedding, you know, think about going home or cleaning up or things like that. And so to keep it engaging, I think it's important. Mm-hmm. I actually think as a rule of thumb, the two things you mentioned are actually pretty good. Now I don't like you acknowledge, you don't necessarily have to make people actually cry, but, mm-hmm. but to, to go deep enough that it's, it's meaningful yeah. or something funny. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's kind of a good rule of thumb. Have one or the, one or the other. I think it's, also good to remember that you are taking everybody's time by talking and so it's good to be aware of that and not cut yourself short but say things that are beneficial for the group not just Mm -hmm. inside jokes between you and the couple or 
um, yeah, things that like if you want to, there there are times to like share in front of everybody, and there are times to just share with a couple. So, right, being mm-hmm. able to differentiate. That's one the thing two. I was gonna say is inside jokes sometimes don't <laughs> go very far at at an open mic. Uh-huh. But then sometimes like if you're if you t- if you actually explain what the inside joke is about, sometimes those are the best open mic stories because it kind of lets you in. I mean, at least if it's actually like a funny story or something like that. Like so long as you don't just keep it at an inside joke it can be more can be fun mm-hmm. right yeah depending how what level you're willing to share about mm-hmm. it can make it interesting for everybody yeah right honestly like today it had nothing to do with the wedding itself because i thought it was a very nice wedding but i kind of realized why some people don't like going to weddings because like i'm used to being i don't know like, I'm at the age where I tend to, like, help a lot, like, be mm-hmm. more involved in the wedding and stuff. And so, with car parking today, then I was a little bit more sit back for the, the main part, like, the wedding and the reception. And so, like, I still really enjoyed it. But you do do a lot of sitting and chatting with people and making small talk or, you know, just kind of waiting and stuff while everything else progresses. And so, I could see if you're not the type of person that enjoys that, I could see why some people don't find weddings that mm-hmm. fun. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it's interesting. Yeah, if you're if you're a really much of a social butterfly, you can really enjoy that kind of thing. But if you if you enjoy talking to your friends, but not really strangers, it, it can be it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, that it makes a big difference how much I enjoy it. If I well, a have something to do, like you were talking about, Brandon. Um, normally, then. It's not too bad because I have a job, but if I don't and I'm and I don't really have people to be with, like I'm kind of by myself, I don't enjoy it near as much because it you kind of feel a little bit lost in the crowd mm-hmm. or something. Yep. If I have friends I know that I can uh-huh. chill with, then it's not yeah, then it can still be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I one thing I was thinking about today too, or kind of with this wedding coming up is, do you think we put like is the amount that we celebrate a wedding? perfect or too much or not enough because like something i've heard from some of my coworkers or whatever and maybe not as much in the mennonite circles because to us weddings are a really big deal um but like that it's so expensive so like well i would love to have a big wedding actually versus just going to the courthouse but it's so expensive to pull it off like are weddings mm-hmm. now made too big a deal to where they're not like as accessible as they should be or do you think Wait, it's- what did you mean by that well, that it like, like people don't because weddings are thought of as needing to be such a big deal, then maybe not as much in Mennonite circles, but more just then people don't want to do it because it's like they'd rather just, you know, go sign papers at the courthouse mm. because it feels like it's such a big expense and such a big, like you kind of have to not compete, but a little bit comparison oh, culture. Oh, gotcha. Like, yeah. Off. Makes sense. And I think that comes back to, well, it can, it's a lot more expensive if you don't have one people that help for just because they love you and also like family if you got a lot of family that's willing to help and help fund it that makes a big difference if you're having to fund it all yourself just a couple i mean that yeah that would be very tough mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true so your question was if it is too if it's become too big of a deal you're saying yeah maybe even maybe zoning in a little bit more Aside from just the price, like weddings are a big deal, like that you're getting married and everything, but do we make them, do you think we make them too big of a deal or do we not make them big enough of a deal? So 
Well, I think Brad, you were about to say something, weren't you? No. Okay. So, I I would like to. I have a. I haven't fully formed my opinion on that, but I have some thoughts. So one is that I think a wedding is a big deal because I think marriage is to be between a man and a woman for life. And if you're doing it once in your life, hopefully, I mean, if I guess if one of you dies, and yeah, you can remarry. But if you're doing it once, I think it should be a a big celebration. Huh. On the other hand, I don't think it's the only good thing in life, and I don't think it's the only like I think it's important that people don't feel excluded or um, like less they're less people because they've never been celebrated in that way or uh-huh. um, like like I th- I'm not that old, but I'm 25 and I'm like I've been single, and so I I view it a little bit more, and I have friends who are older singles, and so I view it somewhat through that lens and i like i think sometimes older singles get missed in community and in weddings anyway so that's that's two sides of it i guess i don't know i haven't formulated what i think but yeah. mm-hmm. i'm just gonna throw that out there as a starting point yeah and one th- one point i had i guess about about if if it's unreachable as far as funding for you, I think there are ways to be creative. You can include a lot of people, and but it doesn't have to be such an such an extravagant celebration that it breaks the bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay mm-hmm. to tone it back a bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. As long as every, I think, I think if you invited the people that were important to invite, everybody ate good, and we had, and we got the couple married. I mean. What more can you ask for? <laughs> At the end of the day, right. if, if the couple got married, it's a success. Right. right. Even if nobody ate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, it's interesting to think about some of these things because I agree with the idea that um, this is a big deal. Um, it's likely a once-in-a-lifetime event, and we should, should um, honor it and celebrate it. But then, you know, where's the balance between, I mean, how, how much do you do on that? Mm-hmm. And also, a little bit, you know, where's the focus? I think it's okay mm-hmm. to, to celebrate the couple, and that's good. Um, but let's not, I mean, I think, I think especially in the ceremony, it's good to keep the focus on God, because mm-hmm. He's the one that's pulling mm-hmm. them together, and will keep them together. And so, rather than focusing on the couple, I think it's good to focus on God. Mm-hmm. Um, the reception, I'm pretty happy to, to celebrate with with the couple i think that's appropriate mm-hmm. um and so i kind of do like in our culture at least where we have the the two two things they're tied together they're both a part of it but it's um the focus is maybe a little bit different in the two um the two sides of it so huh. going back to what kristen said a little bit about one of the cases for not making it super super extravagant being like older singles potentially feeling left out like I would be interested in hearing your thoughts on how that can be balanced because I feel like often oh well, I've heard from some like older singles that wedding days aren't really fun. I mean mm-hmm. you want to celebrate your friend or whatever, but it just kind of they there can be a tendency to make you feel like I just missed out on the highest school in life or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and maybe a lot of that has to do with the like wedding s- sermon itself. Like depending how people like there's can mm. be helpful wedding messages and some not so helpful ones but like i'm curious to hear are there some intentional ways that we can either a make those people feel included or at least be 
not make it like worse. Mm-hmm. I know there's one like there's one topic that everybody's included in in a form of marriage, and that is the marriage of God to his followers in the and if you're not familiar with the Bible, that sounds a little foreign, I realize, mm-hmm. but but that's that's a very fundamental thing in, mm-hmm. in a Christian's um, experience. And I think if you can focus on that, if you can focus on marriage between a man and a woman on earth being a picture mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. and that is something everybody's included in, even if you never get married mm-hmm. on earth, on earth here that can be helpful mm-hmm. and i think going back to maybe this is answering my own question in some ways but like as far as the wedding sermon itself i like it when um ministers are able to pull in i guess just good life advice because mm-hmm. generally if you're bad at doing life by yourself you're probably not gonna all of a sudden be good <laughs> at it mm-hmm. when you have someone else involved and so like making the message accessible to where it feels like everyone can engage with it mm-hmm. and not just like if it's simply a wedding like sermon that might have its place but probably people have heard that before and it's going to be a not as interesting or not as helpful as if you're willing to take some like concepts from everyday life mm-hmm. and apply it in a bit of that environment mm-hmm. yeah and that yeah I like what you said. That's one thing that I really enjoyed about today's wedding is that the message was about, like, that we're going to need God and He's mm-hmm. going to provide for our needs. Like that was, and mm-hmm. that goes. He was putting it in the context of marriage, but he was, I think, he was stepping outside of that too. Mm-hmm. And like that goes for it's, anybody. Yeah. Like we all have needs, and God is going to provide for them if if we trust in Him. So, yeah, I I like. I think that's a good way of saying it. That. Um, yeah, kind of making it accessible for all people. That's what, and I agree with that. Like, if if the focus is on God, then I mean, I think the pastor today did well in doing that, rather than focusing exclusively on the couple, saying, "Well, this is what God can do for you." And then the other thing is, and I like what Derek said about uh, thinking about our relationship with God, um, and as as followers of Christ, our marriage to to God. <laughs> um, but then I think, and, and Brandon maybe brought this up, but I think um, just relationship advice in general should come through in the sermon. If you're going to be talking about, yes, the, the marriage relationship is different, more intense maybe than, than other mm-hmm. relationships, but I think that that type of stuff can come in um, into the message, and I do appreciate when, when that comes through rather than just somehow that this relationship, this, this marriage relationship is somehow just completely different and unattainable for anyone else to even understand maybe what's what's going on mm-hmm. maybe there are some elements of that but it's it's life i mean that's mm-hmm. what marriage is yeah. it's, it's life yeah, and relationships exactly. so mm-hmm. and it, i can see for for any wedding preachers out there like it would be really tricky balance because you don't want to it feels weird when you're at a wedding and there it's like doom and gloom like <laughs> you guys are gonna fight so much and this is gonna be the worst like that's not really great and then if you're also at ones where it's like you haven't lived until you're married. Like mm-hmm. those oh, also boy. seem kind of off, off center to me. And so I, I understand that it is a tricky balance. So I guess I have some sympathy too for mm-hmm. some sympathies for all, yeah. the, all the wedding preachers out there. Yeah. 
So, Brad, how do you go about? You've preached at weddings before. How do you go about deciding what to talk about? Or do you have like I think you've you've preached the same sermon like a number of times, right? There were. And it was I've, really it's a really good yeah sermon. I've, but so do you kind of reuse? I've things, used or? a similar one in different places. Okay. And so hopefully there wasn't too much overlap gotcha, in the audience. Gotcha. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it is hard to know where to go with it because you, I mean, you're not really, I mean, are you talking to the couple? I mean, maybe, but what are they going to remember? And so where, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, it's hard, but I do like the things I've heard here. It's helpful. And I have tried to incorporate some of that stuff. Um, but it does help me to just say, okay, what, what is this about? And like mm-hmm. Derek said, it, marriage here on earth between a man and a woman is a picture of a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think mm-hmm. it's good if we can kind of tie those two together. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's always weird to think about, I mean, when I get asked like, okay, so where am I going to go with this? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think you do a really good job with it though. And I think some of my favorite weddings, like wedding experiences were ones that I felt were really like God focused because mm-hmm. then that, that can kind of be a unifying factor that right. ties everyone together. Cause the, Weddings are always, or I should say usually, seem like a interesting mixture of people. Like, mm-hmm. you know so many different people that at least if it's a big wedding, um, there's going to be a lot of people that have something in common. And there's some people that the only thing they have in common really is knowing the bride or the groom or their, their friends and family. And so um, I think it's cool if you can find kind of a unifying message like that to pull everyone together a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. I'd like to add a little bit to what Derek said about, like, uh, the church being the bride of Christ, and that's like what a p- marriage depicts. I I think that's spot on. I like that. But I think also marriage is a way of building the kingdom of God here on mm. earth or mm-hmm. advancing it more effectively because you have two people partnering together and caring for each other, and you can just, well, I mean, it's biblical. You two are better than one. Mm-hmm. They they can accomplish more mm-hmm. than, than individuals. Um, and I think people often don't, go to weddings to see the kingdom of God being built. Mm. But I think that's happening Mm -hmm. and that's very similar. I mean, that's maybe a little bit different, but I think it fits in in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's kind of profound. Like people, people don't go to weddings to see the kingdom of God being built, but I think that's happening. I think that's true. Like I don't, at least I don't. (laughs) Maybe it's a bad thing, but yeah, usually when I think of a wedding, I think more of like a, I don't know what, wishing them well type of situation Mm -hmm. or more going to celebrate the couple. But I think you're right that it is actually Mm -hmm. like a, uh, kingdom of God building activity. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about cliche phrases at weddings? Sure, I'd love to. Because <laughs> I think there's Absolutely. some that we should get rid of. At what point do you just decide that it's a bad idea? There's, I, I've heard some feedback. On, mine is the, <laughs> okay, the three-fold chord. Because <laughs> it's so hard to say, and I've been at two weddings like, so far like this year. Like the three-fold chord is not easily broken, is a phrase, yes, right? Yeah, okay. phrase, yes. Mm-hmm. And from, from the Bible. I've from, heard, yeah. like, I have not been at a wedding where someone nailed it the first try. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at least not that I can remember. There's been, <laughs> not to throw shade on any weddings, this year but there's been some butchering of the phrase and it's just painful. what do you what do you end up with like i literally laughed out loud today like i had to be so quiet because like it's nothing against the preachers or anything like that i'm just saying because like when i try to say it i can't say but it when you so, when, when you don't say it what's the slaughtered version give us a couple like well there's the three cold fours <laughs> <laughs> there's the the three the three cold folds, I think. Yeah, three cold folds. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just too much of a tongue twister. I think I should get rid yeah. of it. And oh. the other one is we wish you the best. Like, is that oh. actually... It seems like that just... Why is that a wedding phrase? It covers the spread. 
You just what are you, you supposed could, to say instead? You could throw it in there, and it just covers know. everything just, that they it's might just like possibly every want. Every open mic speech ever is like we just real, so happy for you, and we wish you the best. Like hmm. I don't know, maybe we just gotta come up with something better. There's gotta be something better. Do you there. like we like we wish you God's blessing? Do you like that better? Is that same? That could be cool. Maybe people just need to mix it up more. Maybe it's not anything wrong with the phrase. Maybe it's just that it's overused. I don't mm-hmm. know. Hmm. I agree. Now you I'm trying to think of alternatives. A lot, but I'm not sure where, See, where to go. With I, I it kind instead. of agree with you, but I've caught myself in that situation where it's like, "What do you say?" Mm-hmm. And then like somehow that just comes out, and I yeah. it does seem mm-hmm. cliche to myself even, but I'm not sure what else to. I think put it's just because it's like such a nice, easy, short summary. Because mm-hmm. you could say like, "We wish you a happy life together," but that's like a long kind of drawn out type of situation you could just say what you actually think like i have warm fuzzy feelings right now and i don't know how to say it so <laughs> well <laughs> that's one way to do it i don't know if that would probably be more awkward than necessary but yeah. you could just say i wish you the trials of life that bring you closer together <laughs> wow. that's oh i don't know you were the one talking no. against doom and gloom earlier <laughs> i don't know he's being realistic no. though, yeah so. <laughs> yeah did so you have what more are, yeah what are other oh. cliche phrases i'm trying to think of some but what do you say in a receiving so, line well, wish them all the best. Yeah, exactly. Congrats yeah. and congratulations. And, um, yeah, and yeah. What are we congratulating them on? Getting they... married. Yeah, but okay, cool. But oh, I do have another phrase we can I get rid know. of. It, just, it seems like just, it seems like mostly fits, but I feel like there could almost be a better summary of what's going on than congratulations. But maybe not. Well, yeah, but what is it? I don't know. Just say like happy camper. I don't know. Like oh what? man. What are you supposed to say besides congratulations is the question. I, I don't know. See, maybe that's the it's problem fine. with wedding phrases is there's not options. So you no. just like... Use yeah, the makes same ones. Moment. The other one we can get rid of is wedding nuptials because I don't like that <laughs> word at all. We should probably <laughs> get rid of it. Okay, you're going to have to introduce know, me to that we, one. I don't even know. Okay, I'm surprised no one's ever heard of this one. No, before. I've heard of it, but... Okay. It, wedding nuptials is like wedding like goings-on sort of situation. It's basically like, like a word that covers anything that happens at a wedding. I think. It's kind of like... Well, it could be like the ceremony or kind of like wedding events type of situation oh. like not that it's talking about one specific part of the wedding but it's just a very can strange you use it in phrase. a sentence yeah like if you say like their wedding nuptials are coming up in three weeks or something like that or oh. you could say like but um, it doesn't refer specifically you could, or you to the could vows. say that there was lots of singing involved in the wedding nuptials like it's oh, not necessarily specifically gotcha. referring to i don't think i need internet I mean, access well, i'm sorry i have never ever heard this word before I think, I, I think i can pull up a definition here real quick but, oh yeah, well, someone finds that. You guys have never heard of this before. I've heard of it before, but I wouldn't have defined it like you did. Oh. But now well, I'm second-guessing my own maybe thoughts I on it. it okay, okay, here it is. Nuptial. It's an adjective. Or as an adjective, it's of or relating to marriage or the marriage ceremony. Nuptial vows. Nuptial bliss. Number two, characteristic of or occurring in the breeding season. Nuptial flight. <laughs> I don't want a, that one. <laughs> as a noun. As a noun. Um... Marriage or wedding, usually used in plural. Does it have okay, it as so a sentence in there anywhere? Maybe they don't have a sentence as an example. Prepara- sorry, preparations were instantly commenced for the approaching nuptials. Yeah. So you, you, you got it pretty so close yeah, on, Brandon. Good, good job. I, I, I don't know. I, just, I learned just something feels... today. Do you, do you want it 
out it, here. And now you're, one of those words you're introducing you say, us to a word that like you should wash your hands. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't use it personally, and I haven't heard it that much, but I agree that I don't think it should be used a whole lot. So yeah. I'm fine. Well, with maybe it. people are taking your advice. <laughs> maybe I've like, never heard it. Shooting myself in the foot by introducing yeah. it. Who knows? Yep. There's now always, we're going to chew on it. This Wait, is not maybe a, I have heard it. I don't know. This is not a phrase or a cliche phrase, but um, it's something. And maybe this goes back to the stereotype scenes, but there's always that one person that laughs at the wrong time or awkwardly at mm-hmm. open mic or something. It's And it's just like we could get rid of that. I don't think that. Sorry, that's not. That's a little different what you were saying, but. Uh, I think also with like weddings are a little bit like funerals and that sometimes people don't know what to say because they feel emotion, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't know how to like verbalize it, especially if you're not very close to the couple mm-hmm. and you want, you don't want to just be like standing there saying nothing and you don't want to be like, like sad or like whatever. <laughs> so you try to say something and it ends up sounding cliche. So what you're saying is we need, while after the couple and the family goes out, while people are waiting to be ushered out, we need like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> like, welcome to the part of the wedding where you will feel emotion and not know how to express it. <laughs> Please refrain from doing the following. And then like list certain like things you could, good ideas and bad ideas. Yeah. Uh, we Do could. not laugh at awkward times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. No, that's... That's uncontrollable. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah, it is controllable, but no, not sometimes <laughs> you don't want to can it. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you just don't know what to do. Right, and that's okay. So, like, mm-hmm. that's part of the beauty of it too. So. People are not mm-hmm. formulas. Right, and and things are usually better. Like, if, if you're not sure what to say, keep it short and sweet, or like, don't say much. Like, right, like especially mm-hmm. and the people behind you in the receiving line will thank you. Yes. Like, yeah, not, not specifically, but they'll think that. Right. Does it seem to anyone else like wedding food is better than? average food like i don't know why but for some reason like today we have fajitas and for some reason they seem just like more delicious than normal like when i think about it wedding food maybe it's just because like, you waited so long for it and you're like hungry but it seems like when you eat wedding food it for some reason tastes better i yeah i always enjoy eating at weddings because i mean i don't know why because i'm i'm always hungry for one Go ahead, Brad. Well, no, go for it. Well, I'm, I, I don't know why, but I'm just hungry and I'm ready to eat. And part of it is you've been in the building smelling the food for a while, mm-hmm. maybe. And mm-hmm. when, it finally, when you finally get to it, it it's, you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's almost a buildup. I'm not sure. I tend to be quite hungry by then. It's probably a little bit late lunch. Um, like Derek said, the, the smell. Um, and it, it's a party. And so, I don't know, for me, it's just kind of this you know, finally get there and then it's just extra good. Mm-hmm. And also you've probably been eating appetizers to where you're like thinking, like you kind of get your, what your appetite, so to speak, that you're yeah ready for food and, and or tired of talking awkwardly with the person across the table. Right. You don't know. Yeah. So it's like, let's get some food in front <laughs> of us. The real thing here. <laughs> so it's time to wrap this uh, episode up. So we're going to, as our final question, we're just going to say, what are you, any last perspectives that you would like to bring um, from how you've experienced weddings, because we've all kind of experienced them differently. So, or any final thoughts that you have, but we'll just kind of make it short and sweet. So Kristen mentioned this when we were talking about what we might talk about before the wedding. So I was thinking about this during the wedding. So that's why I wanted to get to it. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, Perfect. Thanks for reminding me. So I have three primary ways that I view 
weddings, apparently, as I was thinking about it this morning, especially. Um, one is as a husband, one is as a dad, and one is as a pastor. Hmm. Um, so as a husband, I think I'm kind of constantly thinking, what can I learn you know, through the sermon about my marriage or about my wife or things that I could be doing differently? And then as they say the vows, I often think, okay, so I did commit this to my wife. So it's kind of a neat, neat experience for me mm-hmm. in that way. Um, this, the, as a dad, this was a new one for me a couple of years ago when I saw a dad walk his daughter down the aisle and it just, I have a couple of daughters myself and it all of a sudden just slammed into me that maybe someday I'll be doing that. And I just about, I don't always cry when it happens, but I get really close to it um, because mm-hmm. it, it somehow hits home for me that mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. dad is trusting someone else with his daughter and mm-hmm. that's... That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a pastor, we talked about where the focus is earlier. Um, that's something that I tend to be looking for. You know, what, what is the focus here? And then um, the other thing there, maybe it's similar to as a dad, but um, and I thought about it again today because the bride will be attending the, the groom's church. And I, was, I thought, well, you know, is she going to be taken care of? And I, I'm very confident in this young man's ability to do that. But... You know, as a pastor, I was over this young woman, and so now basically we're handing her off to another church, mm-hmm, and I'm uh-huh. I hope that they will take good care of her. And I think mm-hmm, they will, mm-hmm. but it's something that goes through my mind. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hmm. there's my yeah, mind. that's that's really interesting because I don't have any of those mm-hmm. contexts. Uh, so I am I'm currently single, but I'm dating, and that this is actually the first wedding that I went to. With her that we didn't that I didn't have any responsibility, so okay. we were just sitting in on it, and that was like that was a little different take on it. It's not, yeah, it was it was I guess my my the way I experienced it today was it was fun to be together and to have someone to be mm. with and not mm-hmm. like not be kind of lost in the crowd, I guess. Hmm. Uh, but often how I would experience weddings would be as like often if I'm there, it's because I'm their friend and I tend to have a job so mm-hmm. serving or i'm a singer so often i'm singing and i really enjoy that i that is actually one thing that i really love about weddings is i feel like when i sing i get to be part of what makes the day special mm-hmm. part of the atmosphere and i i feel a little bit sometimes i feel a little bit bad for the audience because when something you know it's, it's an, a moment of anticipation before the wedding or you know the prelude and then the postlude like i get to express myself through singing and the rest of y'all have to sit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, that, that's one thing I really enjoy about, about mm-hmm. getting to do that at weddings. So that's one way I experience them. But, um, yeah, I usually am trying to listen to the sermon and hear what, yeah, you know, what are things I can take from it. But I also get tired of sermons that are sappy or not very well prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Brandon, what do you think? Well, four things came to mind when I thought of it, so I'll keep each one very, very brief since there's a lot of them. But I think, first of all, as a single, like one of the things I experienced at weddings is another one bites the dust type of situation, <laughs> which may sound odd. But like, since uh, like since usually when people get married, they don't come to youth group anymore, or at least very little, depending. But it tends to slack off. Then that, like, from that perspective, it's kind of them leaving a little bit or kind of passing mm, into a different gotcha. like realm a transition so speak, a transition so that's kind of one thought or perspective 
usually I'm very proud of the couple. Like, oh, uh-huh. they, it makes me feel good to be their friend because mm-hmm. I see all this hard work that they put into it come to fruition, and that's really fun to see. Mm-hmm. So I think that's usually something that goes with it. Um, and then also with that, I think it makes me think about if I do this someday, what would I want mine to look like? Mm. Like there's almost always weddings where Mm -hmm. I come away with a couple things where it's like, eh, didn't like that part. Or usually it's some of both where it's things I didn't like or things where I'm like, that was really cool the way Mm -hmm. they had that bridal table set up or whatever. Like I would love to do something like that. And then the last thing that I usually think about at weddings is how much I love community. Like it seems like it always, Uh because it's one common purpose, it always makes me grateful for watching the community pull together and it makes you feel safe. Like you have a place in the community. So those are mm-hmm. things I think about at weddings. What about you, Derek? Yeah. Um, so I haven't given this a whole lot of thought, but again, I'm single currently. And so I don't, I don't have perspective as a married person going to a wedding or a dating person. Uh, but there's sometimes when I feel really close to people and to God and it's a really good experience. Other times, I just sometimes you can feel a little bit lonely at a mm-hmm. wedding or something. Mm-hmm. Like you just get mm-hmm. lost in the crowd and mm-hmm. it's not. And I don't know really what makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And I haven't figured that out, but I'm sure there's people can identify with both of those viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And and I also thought about it today. Today I was a little distracted. I was ushering, and I don't know. I just wasn't paying attention. And I feel like I missed out a little bit, like you were, I didn't really listen to the sermon very well. And so I want to try to pay attention and see what I can learn, mm-hmm. and and I, I enjoy it more when I do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. This is a little bit, I know we're trying to wind down here, so I won't make this long, but I think one of the things you're identifying, Derek, with feeling sometimes a little lonely is there's very much different levels of how the wedding relates to you Mm. as far as how close you are to the couple or people you know there and so i think weddings are almost always emotional for almost everyone there in some way or another in the and by emotional i mean that they affect your emotions Mm -hmm. like not that you necessarily Mm -hmm. feel emotional while you're there but like you should get home from a wedding and it feels like whew, like you're kind of tired Mm -hmm. like you went you saw this like big event and so if you're really closely connected, maybe sometimes that's like a really like happy, contented, rejuvenating, or maybe sometimes if you're maybe not as closely connected, it can feel like not a drain, but like you like a bit tiring because you've expended all this mm-hmm. emotion. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. It takes emotional energy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll wind this down and thank you all for your contributions and thanks to our audience for listening. This has been Answers May Vary.